Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode where we're going to be talking about operating companies or shell companies. Dun, dun, dun. They're not evil things that people have. They're actually just smart tools that smart, rich people use, like asset holding companies to hold all your assets. So that way, if you get sued, you don't end up like my friend who lost over $3 million from a single lawsuit, even though he's very well insured because he didn't understand that insurance companies are great at collecting premiums and better at denying coverage. Uh, and also that you're personally protected. And that's where this LLC shell company, operating company, whatever you want to call it, it's the thing that doesn't own anything in the world, but it does everything. It's your face to the world. So that way, if anybody ever accuses you of something, they don't have anybody to sue that other than that operating company that doesn't own anything. So we can just wind that company down and start up a new one. Doesn't impact our ability to do business. And by the way, they didn't get to sue us personally, which would hurt our credit score and access capital. So it's a necessary investment for everybody to make to be able to protect their credit score because their credit score makes you money. But it's also important for you, uh, along with your asset holding company, um, to have that personal protection and to start seasoning these LLCs so that way you're able to acquire independent lines of credit through your business, which gives you even more access capital and abilities to make more money. So I'm gonna go ahead and switch my camera over here to kind of draw this out for everybody so we can have a quick reminder um, about um, the uh, asset, uh, sorry, these operating companies. And so we can get a quick reminder of how this is, how this all works. So I'm going to go ahead and get this just to make sure that we have this refocused here. So we have a nice clear picture. Um, so you guys would all remember about how we have here as our asset holding company. And our asset holding company is going to be here. This is either a, this is a DST or a series LLC or like a hub and spoke uh, of individual LLCs. And if you need a refresher on how uh, this particular piece works, then the best thing to go ahead and do is going to be uh, getting a hold of our masterclass, our masterclasses that are on uh, these entity structures. Uh, but as we all know, this asset holding company is owned by a trust, so that way we can own the company itself anonymously. And then there's individual uh, child entities here uh, to compartmentalize all of our assets that will in turn have trusts and assets underneath the trusts so we can own all of our assets and we can own everything in our lives through one infinitely scalable company structure um, that we will be able to grow with us as we grow without having to go ahead and redo anything so if you guys remember that's the basis of our structures with our child and our trust structures for each individual asset and compartmentalize everything. Now, what we talked about here was saying like, great, well, we also know that what we need here is an LLC that acts as an operating company. And that our LLC that acts as an operating company is where we're gonna take in any rents. Like, so if like, we have a house here underneath child series, underneath our child series, our LLC and land trust, that this is where money will flow because that's now our property management company. It's also where you can bring in any other independent lines of business can all throw through this operating company. This operating company won't own anything, right? But it's gonna do everything and it's gonna take in all of the money. Well, where do we own stuff? We own stuff in our asset holding company. So if you have like company vehicles, they're owned by your asset holding company and then leased to your operating company, right? Idea here is that this company never owns anything, so we can just shut it down and restart a new one um, at any time. Now the money that this LLC now brings in, we can then pay taxes on it in a number of different ways. You might say, well, I wanna pay taxes on it as an S corporation because I wanna avoid self-employment tax. 
well, great, you can do this. This is going to be an S Corp tax election that you're able to do with that LLC. And by the way, it makes it streamlining the upkeep and maintenance as you're having an LLC taxes in S Corp instead of having to form an S Corp and maintain all of the formalities of an S Corp. You might have this LLC and say, great, I want to use this to be able to create a solo 401k um, or a self-directed IRA. A lot of people will create these as retirement accounts. They say, I don't want to pay tax on this money. I want to shelter it here into a retirement account. Or you might say, well, I just want to hold on. What do I do with the money when I'm holding on to it? Well, that goes to your asset holding company. Your asset holding company is going to hold your cash. It's going to hold your stocks. It's going to hold everything that's of value, including any hard assets that have individual liability. And when you set it up with the operating company and your asset holding company, you have maximum flexibility with what you want to do with income because you can either take the income through the operating company and push it into retirement accounts to avoid taxes, or you can have this tax as an S corporation to help avoid self-employment tax, or you might want to decide, actually, I just want to take this out as um, passive income for me, which isn't subject to self-employment tax. And I want to take the self and I want to just take it out here at this level through a disregarded entity. So you can either take the money out and channel it so that the money comes out as to you as a disregarded entity. And so then it's just reported on the schedule E of your uh, individual tax return as disregarded income, or you can choose if you, if it makes sense for you that this is active income or otherwise self-employed income to have this as an S corporation to help avoid self-employment tax, or you can channel it through here to push it into the retirement accounts. Um, so I want to go ahead and kick that over. That's our landscape of how we think about operating companies. What are the tax benefits um, that we do with that? Um, but I want to have, uh, kick it over to you, Megan, on sharing with us a, like a little bit about, you know, where have you seen um, operating companies be important uh, for clients just around like a, a, on a lawsuit basis, on uh, just a protection basis as um, where have you seen that be helpful for people? Is there a story that comes to mind for you? Yeah, uh, there's a couple that come to mind. So I think the foundational piece of it, which you hit on, is that you, what you're doing with having this operating company is you are totally separating it out from your asset holding. Um, and so, you know, for example, say I've got property X and I've got a tenant. They're going to see me as the property manager for property X if I'm running it through an operating company. I'm going to be collecting rents, running it through that shell LLC. I'm going to be hiring contractors. So they think I have this one LLC and they're assuming maybe that's where the property is owned if they get a hint that I'm the property owner. But if there was ever a lawsuit, they're going to sue that LLC, the operating LLC. That's who they've interacted with, right? Well, as soon as that lawsuit gets, lawsuit gets initiated, what they're going to come to find out is that's a shelf. It doesn't own anything. My assets are not there. So when they litigate, they can, there's nothing for them to recover any longer. I've totally stripped that LLC of, of its value. Um, and the important component I want to add on to that that you, you uh, mentioned briefly is that really even when it comes to the bank account, you want to keep that low. What we typically tell people is, you know, work in capital or whatever you need to do and move those funds around otherwise. So you've got the possibilities to move it into retirement accounts. You've got these different elections that you can take and you can also distribute it to yourself. But at the end of the day, you want to keep that LLC truly as a shell. Um, and as long as that LLC is a shell, if litigation arises, they're not going to be able to get anything out of it. And they're not going to know that this, your asset holding LLC out there is out there if you have maintained that structure correctly as well. You know, we've got clients before who I've worked with who came to us with an existing operating company and they may have had a bunch of assets in it. And so, you know, the first conversation we have with them is, okay, right now you're working with this pretty litigious tenant and you've got over a million dollar assets in this LLC. So if one problem comes 
comes up, they're able to litigate all of the assets inside of that are at risk. So our job is then to strip it. Um, and so I think that's the important piece. Like you said, you can shut them down quickly. They don't own anything, but they can take actions on behalf of your assets. And, you know, from a functional standpoint, how we do that is through a contract basis. Um, like you mentioned, we can do leases, we do property management agreements, that type of things. But I think the foundational core piece is just to know you really want to keep that as a shell at all costs, and that's your public facing entity. So whenever you're interacting with a third party, you don't want them to know you have this asset holding LLC out here. You're going to do it completely through this operating LLC. That's right. That's, that's going to be true for anything that you have like face to the world, right? Mm -hmm. Now there's going to be disclosures that you're going to share with some people around your asset holding, like whenever you come like time for financing with the bank. So you're going to have like those types of disclosures, but they're limited disclosures to like insurance companies or banking mm -hmm. institutions where what we want, don't want to do is have public disclosures. And one of the other benefits from having like the operating company, especially as you're running your business or um, leasing properties with that operating company is that now you're just a representative of this company following mm -hmm. procedures. So what that does is it allows you to be able to hide behind uh, the uh, hide behind that corporate uh, that corporate entity. So that way people aren't asking you to do all kinds of crazy stuff. Once they once they find out you're the owner and that you really could do anything you want to, um, you can just say, "No, nah, it's pol company policy says X," and and that's all I know. If they try to look into like what assets you own, well, we've already hidden those assets. That's part of your peace of mind uh, membership covers you for the nominee trustee service from Royal Legal Solutions to remove your name from the public records and have anything associated with any of the entities or trusts. I'll point back to uh, myself and the law firm. So that way all that information is protected by the attorney client privilege and there's nothing there on the public record. Um, and if, if they try to guess that you own the assets um, and they're, they actually guess wrong because it actually is the, the land trusts and the child entities that do own those assets. Your asset holding company is actually the owner um, of those assets. So you can legitimately say, this is not my property. It's not your property. It's actually the LLC's property. If anybody uh, asks you uh, anything about that. Um, we've also, I've also come in and I want to tell you guys a quick story about uh, a client of mine that had a company uh, and what he had with the company was that he had, it was a, uh, like a home inspection company, right? So this company actually had a number of uh, assets associated with it, mainly vehicles like vans and other types of equipment um, that were associated with this company. Um, and uh, I, and this was the first time that I'd, I'd really uh, thought through, um, this was years ago, right? But he was the first person that came through. He was like, hey, as a business owner, as a part from real estate investor, should I be thinking about this stuff? And I was like, yeah, because all of those assets that you have, you've bought them, right? Um, and what happens if you get sued and your company gets sued and somebody starts trying to like leverage the lawsuit into foreclosing on your vans? That is the, the bedrock of your business. And, and and everything. So aren't, isn't that going to put you into a rough spot? So yeah, that would put me in a rough spot. So we actually went ahead and did the structuring with his operating company, moved all of the assets of his business and all of his real estate and all of his cash and all of his stocks uh, and, and placed that into the asset holding company. Now there was an allegation in his business um, around two things. One was a breach of contract claim and other, another one was a fraud claim. So in the breach of contract claim, uh, he had done everything through both of those claims through the LLC. Now, with the what we were able to do there is they said, great, regardless of your breach of fraud and your fraud claims uh, that you had here, or misrepresentation claims that you had, all of those are related to the LLC. So what we're going to go ahead and do is we're going to consent to whatever it is you think that we did, and that's fine. We're going to go ahead and start up a new LLC as a new operating company. 
and all of our assets are owned by our asset holding company. So his business actually had no drop off in continuity because the lawsuit was against one LLC. We just started up a new LLC and started doing business over there. And all of the assets were owned by the asset holding company, which leased the assets to whatever the active company we had. So we just pointed the assets and lease agreements to a different company. And he was back up and running with no downtime in his company. And the important point to highlight here is whether this is gonna be tenants or whether this is like inside of your business, the crucial aspect is we were able to defeat the lawsuits because of the structure, mm -hmm. not because of the facts of the lawsuit. And that's ultimately what we want. When we're talking about operating our businesses out of these shell operating companies, or we're talking about once we establish a child series or a child entity with a trust and selling the asset out of that child entity and that trust and never using that again, it's all based upon the same principles that we have entities that we're able to use cost effectively that are easy for us to operate after we use them uh, we're either not interacting with anybody in the world with them, right? Or once we do, we never use it again. Mm -hmm. Or if we do use it on a continual basis, it doesn't own anything. So that all of our wins, right? And the litigation route are based upon the structure that we've pre-planned and our execution on that structure bef before we ever get to the facts and the merits of the case. And that's how you get lawsuits to drop or how you have to, how you get to a place where you just don't care about whether you're sued anymore uh, because you have the proper foundations uh, set in place. Um, so I wanted to make sure to share that with you guys to underscore the importance of that um, and share with you a little bit about how does that actually play out um, either on the real estate investing side of it, using that uh, operating company as a property management company or a real estate advisory company, whatever way makes sense to have that structured, uh, but also from a business perspective uh, of what that can look like uh, for us um, as well. So great guys, it was our pleasure to sit with you here today, talk to you a little about, uh, about the LLCs, the operating companies, what are some of the options that we have there. Look forward to having you guys interact with us um, through the number of mediums that we have here to have your questions and be able to help better provide you with the best education possible. Um, so that way you can keep going up and to the right with all of your investments and your net worth. So thank you guys very much. Have a great day.